This is Monday, May 2nd. We're getting started in our second week of the series entitled, So Miami. Now, this past Sunday, Granada enjoyed a combined worship service at 9 and 11 a.m. Hamid Jimenez, our Spanish ministry pastor, preached in both English language worship services. Hamid is a dear friend and a native of Colombia in South America. He came to Miami two decades ago, learned to speak English, and finished his degree work to become a pastor. This is the first time he's preached at both of our English worship services on a Granada Sunday. Our church's elders began ministry in Spanish in the year 2000. After prayerfully asking how we could share the gospel in our community, in the year 2000, the Dade County population was 57% Hispanic and 23% non-Hispanic white. 20 years later, in 2020, the county reached a 69% Hispanic origin and only 12% non-Hispanic white. There has been an immense demographic shift. 1970, almost the opposite representation was there in Dade County. Now, of course, with immense demographic swings, people can feel significant disequilibrium. This has been true in Dade County for sure. Our scripture text today takes up the whole question of diversity and language. Here is what happened with one of the earliest major cities on earth. This is Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 to 9. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated... From the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and celebrated there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. They said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down, and there confuse their language, so they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. Now likely we've heard this story before. The word Babel has come to mean something like speaking gibberish. Last week, we learned how Cain built the first city to provide himself with protection and, in a sense, make his own world, create his own alternate Eden. Here we find that the people in this city, the city of Babel, they want to matter. They determine to make a name for themselves. They figure they can build their tower into the heavens. Can they reach God himself? So these people come together and develop new technology. 
everyone will hear about it. Of course, the text is describing something like an ancient ziggurat, a temple tower with stairs leading up into the heavens. But the issue here is more than a construction project. These people are determined to build their own world through the advancement of their technology. Think of those amazing cities that have advanced their technology to build their own urban world. This is what the residents of Babel were after. Now the text is almost poetic in describing what happened. It seemed that whatever they proposed, God disposed. For example, they say, Come, let us build for ourselves a great tower. And God says, Come, let us go down and see what is going on. It also seems they can accomplish almost anything. God sees what is going on and he confuses their language so that they could not understand each other. At this point, he disperses them across the earth. Now, this seems cruel to stifle human development and technology, but I think it's actually a gift of grace. We see the world as it is described in this chapter in Genesis. We saw before this, in the chapter before, it's called the Table of Nations. That shaped chapter lays out the beautiful diversity of the peoples of the world. And it seems that in Babel, people were gathered into one place and spoke the same language. Perhaps this is our vision for the earthly city. One people, one language, without the beautiful diversity we have in our city right now. But this is not God's vision. I think this is why our Granada leaders embraced a vision for our church that involves ministry in Spanish. God created all the nations of the world with beautiful diversity of language and culture and heritage. And yes, working with multiple languages can be difficult for sure, but each culture and language has important contributions to make. Now, perhaps we're still trying to develop our technology and to build a world for ourselves apart from God. Visiting a major world city, you can feel like you're in a completely different world, a world manufactured and built by the people. But apart from God, there's always a piece missing. There's always the difficulty in bringing people together. And this is why Jesus came. He came to give order to God's creation and to tear down the dividing walls of hostility between people groups so that there might be true human community and also fellowship with God. Do you know that above the cross of Jesus, when he was crucified, the sign that called him the King of the Jews was inscribed in three languages, the three languages of that day, Latin, Aramaic, and Greek. These were each of the languages of the people that lived there, and the message in this seemed to be profound. Jesus is the Savior of the world, not just the Jewish people, but all that come by faith in Him. This is the good news. Let's pray. Faithful and all-wise Father, remind us when we see the diversity of our city that it was your plan to people the world in this way. Teach us how to love each other and how the gospel makes unity possible for life in the city. In your name we pray. Amen.